Credit card debt can be a never-ending game where balances move from card to card while you chase teaser intro rates only to pay balance transfer fees. Put an end to the games. Whitefish Credit Union's credit card has no balance transfer fees and we offer a fixed interest rate starting at just 7.9% annual percentage rate. Even if you have less than perfect credit, Whitefish Credit Union may be able to help. Visit whitefishcu.com or call us at 862-3525 to apply. Whitefish Credit Union, we belong to you. Some restrictions apply. It's time to talk sports. 96.5 is 600 KGEZ, and the Knock on Sports is on the air. Here's your host, Anthony Knockreiner. Good evening and welcome. Welcome indeed here to a Tuesday night edition of the Knock on Sports. Hope you guys are having a great Tuesday here as... Yeah, and the temperatures just keep on falling. Sounds like we're supposed to get some snow over the course of the next couple of days as well. But we are this couple days closer to the start of the winter sports season. We're only a couple days away from the college football playoff. We're only a couple days away from Week 17 NFL action and finding out who's going to make the playoffs as well. And like you said, more importantly, we're only a few days away from when winter sports will really begin here in Montana. And a lot to get to with that here on the show tonight. As uh, I've been piling together how many returners we have in terms of scoring, rebounding, block shots, assists, all of those statistics. Who are some of the top returners coming back in both boys and girls basketball in Class AA? Again, do apologize, Class A, Class B. Again, I, I just don't get a chance, and even more so now that the way Class AA is scheduled, I just don't get to see any games for uh, the lower classifications. But we will be chatting with the coaches of those programs as we get into January and February as well. As well as hear from uh, Coach Cram, Coach Harkins, Coach Tudor, and Coach Johnsrud as well from Flathead and Glacier. Kicking things off tonight, let's get you a knock on sports scoreboard update as we've got some bowl games going on. Uh, right now in the Cheez It Bowl, Oklahoma State currently leads Miami 21 to 19 with 4.57 to go in the third quarter. Coming up later tonight, Texas takes on Colorado. Also, some important news uh, to update as well as we are going to be seeing Montana State having to wait another week before they can start Big Sky Conference play. Unfortunately, uh, this news coming about 30 minutes ago, Montana State uh, will not be able to take on Southern Utah because Southern Utah had one or more players uh, that it, uh, were not available due to COVID-19. And so uh, Southern Utah had to cancel on Montana State. So the Bobcats will have to wait another week before they can open up conference play. Uh, They were supposed to play this Thursday and Saturday, but we will have to wait until next Thursday and Saturday for the Montana State Bobcats uh, to get underway. And just a reminder for you, you can catch both the Montana State Bobcats and the Flathead Braves and Bravettes basketball games right here on 600 KGEZ and FM 96.5. You can catch all the updates and the latest that's going on with both basketball programs. And we'll also have spring football with Montana State as long as they have it. Now, again, an interesting point is uh, we left last Wednesday's show with the topic of Jeff Choate being interviewed for the Boise State job. Well, over the weekend, an update on this story, Boise State seems to be pretty hung up on two big names that were featured ahead of Jeff Choate, even when we chatted last Wednesday. 
which was Andy Avalos, who was the defensive coordinator at the University of Oregon, as well as Kellen Moore, who is the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, how much can change in a week? All of a sudden, the Dallas Cowboys offense is firing. All of a sudden, the Dallas Cowboys with a win this weekend and coupled with a Washington loss could be in the playoffs. Now, is Kellen Moore going to abandon ship to go be at his alma mater? Well, had Dallas been knocked out of the playoffs this past weekend? I think, okay, yeah, he probably is going to go that route. A lot of cleaning up would have to be done. Mike McCarthy would take over calling plays. So, yeah, you could definitely see that possibility. So then, okay, yeah, Jeff Choate doesn't look as likely uh, for the position. Now, again, I'm not trying to scare Bobcats fans by any stretch of the imagination. But at the same time, now with Dallas all of a sudden really in the playoff hunt, And if they do make the playoffs, I think the percentages of Kellen Moore leaving the NFL to go to Boise State drop down significantly, and all of a sudden, I think it becomes a two-man job. I think it's either Andy Avalos from the University of Oregon, or it's Jeff Cho. Now, again, I don't know much about Andy Avalos. I don't know a whole lot about him, except he's been the defensive coordinator. That defense for Oregon, which used to be so bad, has been pretty good the last couple of years. But at the same time, like I said, if Kellen Moore is likely the hot target, he is the guy that Boise State wants. He's big name recognition, NFL experience. Uh, Again, one of the all-time greats at Boise State. He would attract big-time recruits to Boise State, or at least the recruits they have been getting. Uh, Again, obviously, the the next conversation is conference realignment for them. Can they find a way into the Pac-12? If I'm the Pac-12, maybe I decide to drop Colorado and bring in Boise State instead. Um, that would be at least an idea for me because, again, I don't know what Colorado – I mean, I know Colorado is a traditional power and all those kinds of things. They were great in the 90s, uh, but they haven't been very good recently. So, again, uh, we'll see what happens with Boise State. But Jeff Choate, not, I think, completely out of the woods just yet for that job with Boise State. So it'll be really interesting to see uh, what happens in the coming days. Again, not a whole lot of news coming out of that front. But again, because I think the Cowboys is changing circumstances, all of a sudden I think Kellen Moore becomes less and less likely a guy that could get that job. And I think that it just only increases the chances for Jeff Joe. Some other things to discuss here today on the Knock On Sports as we open things up here on a Tuesday are the Flathead County guidelines as well as some other guidelines coming from other cities. As obviously I mentioned, we got Class AA activities and we got winter sports, I should just say in general, opening up this weekend. So what kind of guidelines are we going to see? Because you knew we were going to have guidelines. You knew there were going to be spectator restrictions. You knew there were going to be uh, limitations to how these things were going to operate. It wasn't going to be a normal, uh, the way we usually see winter sports activities. Obviously, we knew that. So we're going to go through the Flathead County guidelines here and just find out what, at least for our county and what home games we have here, what this means for spectators and for others. The Knock On Sports is sponsored by Whitefish Credit Union. All guests join us tonight on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. And if you're looking to start saving money, you can get rid of your high-interest credit card today and apply at whitefishcu.com for a low-rate credit card from Whitefish Credit Union. Give them a call at 862-3525 to apply for that low-fixed-rate credit card today. 
Joining us tonight on the Knock On Sports Show, uh, we will have the head coach of the Lady Grizz basketball team, Mike Petrino, join us. We're going to get his thoughts on his team, only playing four games here leading up to the start of conference play. They were supposed to play Southern Utah, uh, but that those games were canceled as well back in December. They did lose out on a non-conference game as well as that was uh, canceled, but they did get four games in, and they did have a very good win against the good Seattle team. So we'll talk to that. We'll talk about that with Coach Petrino, as well as dealing with all the COVID-19 restrictions along with that and how this team is shaping up in his first year as the head coach of the Lady Grizz basketball program. So that conversation coming up here uh, in about five to ten minutes. We'll get him on the horn and uh, start talking some Lady Grizz basketball with him. As again, the big Sky Conference will get underway this weekend. Uh, the boy, or the men, I should say, for the University of Montana will take on Northern Colorado. Hopefully those games won't be canceled. Uh, so far, Montana hasn't seen any cancellations, which has been a good thing. Hopefully it continues to stay that way. As I mentioned, the Flathead County guidelines, uh, those were released yesterday. Um, some of the big notes to notice here, obviously, it's a couple pages long, but you have to flip right to practices for spectators and fans what does this mean are we going to have fan restrictions is it going to be four for four per participant as we saw towards the end of the fall sports season what is this going to look like for the winter sports well here it is all fans must wear mask big shocker there all fans must maintain a six foot social distance well big shocker there either family units and households are exempt again if it's two fans per participant, don't don't know how that's going to work. But either way, family units and households are exempt. Only two home and visiting team spectators per participant in uniform will be allowed at an event for basketball and wrestling. No spectators for swim meets, which is a little disappointing. Obviously, I'm sure for the swim athletes, but that is what they went with. Uh, so home team and visiting team spectators will be allowed, but again, two per participant, uh, cheerleaders, only six will be allowed and they will be allowed two uh, tickets as well. So again, this is going to be pretty light in terms of spectators and what I imagine, at least from what I saw at, um, what I saw at flat at high school during the orange and black scrimmage, I would imagine what we are going to see is nobody's going to be in that lower bowl. Usually we see a ton of fans, a student section, all those types of things in the lower bowl. Well, that's more than likely not going to happen. What it sounds like is, is that entire upper bowl is going to be used. So I'm guessing that chances are either home fans are going to be right behind flatted and then visiting fans on the other side, or maybe it's just going to be a mix. Who knows? Uh, but either way, I expect that fans will more than likely be sitting up there and not in the lower bowl. That'll probably be just be only for referees, for uh People that are at the scores table, coaches and players is how I imagine uh, that is going to go. So again, it's going to be pretty light in these gymnasiums uh, when it comes to spectators. Uh, no spectators, as I mentioned, for swimming meets. Um, two tickets will be given to each home team athlete and coach for parents, guardians prior to the event. Uh, the visiting team will provide a list and cell phone number of attendees prior to the event. We do understand that people may not be on a list, but have a pass of an athlete and they will then provide their name and cell phone number. No co-mingling with coaches, players, and other fans after and or before the event. Gyms will be cleared upon the conclusion of each event, and spectators will only be allowed to watch contests of which they have a participant actively participating. 
Some other things to get to here as we talk about more of what's going on for games, contests, or performances. Sideline and bench areas should be limited to team and essential personnel only. Six cheerleaders will be allowed with two spectators. No pep band during contests, and all participants will be screened prior to participation in games, contests, or performances in an effort to reduce the number of athletes subject to quarantine. Should one member become positive for COVID-19, coaches should make reasonable efforts to reduce intermixing of groups by having small groups do practice drills together, use weight rooms, and social distance on the sidelines during games. So there you have it. Uh, those are pretty much the, the highlights, I would say. Again, no real changes in terms of hydration. That was pretty much the same from um, from the fall. Contact tracing, pretty much the same as well. Return to play, uh, pretty much the same as well. This applies to Big Fork, Flathead, Stillwater, Flathead Valley Middle Schools, Columbia Falls, Glacier, Whitefish, and Evergreen Junior High. Again, this is just to start. We'll see if these things change, but I think what's really crucial as we went through these guidelines, the numbers have been going down. As I was doing the news, the afternoon news today uh, from three to six, something that I was taking away, and when you look at these numbers here, is it's really different when you talk about only 44 new cases. We were in three digits before I left on vacation. We're now down to 44, which is good, all right? This is great. We're seeing the numbers drop just like we needed to, so that way we could have a winter sports season. That was the whole point. Again, you know, just last week, the AA superintendents, they wanted to see if we could push back the uh, season by two weeks as well. Uh, that pretty much, I don't want to say was rejected, but was not going to happen. As the MHSA said, they are going to evaluate things two weeks after the start of the season. Now, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be really tough to know uh, how this is going to play out because the biggest th- concern for me is is the entire month of January. I don't really think we're going to know anything about what the numbers do until the mo- till the end of the month of January. Here's the reason why. Yeah, you can evaluate after two weeks, but we really aren't going to know what's going to happen. Two weeks, is that going to be from the Christmas holiday? Is that from games? When you go back to the fall, and again, I, I don't have these specific numbers in front of me, but I don't know if they were actually specific numbers that were tied to prep high school events. As far as I can tell, there at least was no stat. And somebody can point it out to me, hit me up at the knock on sports, let me know if there was. But as far as I know, at least in Montana, I did not see a specific number of cases due to a high school event. Now, again, there was allegedly cases uh, to a high school sporting uh, to a high school sporting event, which ended up being more of a after party type deal. Um, but again, I did not see something where it was substantial and you would have seen it reported as the cases had gone up that, okay, high school sporting events are leading to an influx of cases here in Montana. All right. Again, I don't have that number. If it's, if there is a number, show it to me, I'll change my mind, but I don't have a number in front of me that said that that was actually the case. So what, what I'm thinking here is, is that, okay, the entire month of January, we need to see what happens. If the numbers go back up, then I imagine that all of a sudden the, the winter high school sports may become, uh, it may go back into jeopardy and may get stopped at the end of January. If the numbers continue to go down by using these good practices, then that means we more than likely will see these counties try and uh, continue to grow what they've done. So instead of just two fans per participant, maybe if the numbers go well, we start seeing continue to go down, all those types of things. I know the vaccine's still rolling out, all that, all that in a bag of chips. If we see the numbers continue to go down as we are playing games, 
by the end of January, I think we're going to be in a really, really good spot to where maybe in February we can open up more of the home games, allow more spectators in that situation. Because again, as the months roll on, we should be seeing the vaccine getting to more people as well. Um, so again, like I just think that the month of January is very crucial for high school sports as we get ready to start this weekend. Because if we continue to see the numbers drop along with the vaccine rolling out, that can only mean good things that we will finish the basketball season and that hopefully because again the spring sports season got shafted last spring they're not interested in really getting shafted again or making any kind of uh, uh, I don't want to say that they're not willing to make any con, um, concessions but at the same time they want to be able to get their season in and I've seen it suggested that maybe we need to push the season back as you know the double A's superintendents uh, suggested if you do that then you have to extend the season Now, again, I don't know if the MHSA is going to be willing to do that because if you do push the season back, you push the start back, you need to be able to push then the postseason back and you're going to have to means what you're going to have to cut into the spring sports season as well. And I just don't know if the MHSA is going to be willing to do that um, at this particular point. Now, again, that could change. Again, we'll have to see what the numbers are. We're going to have to see what happens at the end of uh, January, because like I said, we, we just saw today where Montana State no longer has an opponent this Thursday and Saturday. Those types of things could happen. We saw it in high school football. Is there a potential that could happen in basketball? Absolutely. I'm hoping that it doesn't. I'm hoping that we continue to see the numbers go down and I'm hoping that this doesn't affect anybody uh, going forward and that the vaccine continues to roll out and we can just kind of start moving more towards normalcy instead of just worrying about whether or not we're going to be able to get the season in. But like I said, I think this is January is a very crucial month for winter sports. I don't think it's going to be just down to two weeks or the first two weeks of the season. Now, if we see a huge spike in the first two weeks, then okay, maybe we'll see things shut down. But I don't think I, I just haven't seen that before. Now, again, we have seen it with holidays, and that's different than winter. That's different than activities. You go back to like when the, the example they always use is July 4th holiday. That's different than saying high school activities. High school activities, I don't think we'll see as big a number, but if we start to see the bigger numbers, then that may lead to some concern uh, again. But like I said, I'm really curious to see what happens. I'm just hoping we can get the season started because, like I said, I've been pouring into the numbers. I've uh, been looking into what these kids are. Like I said, I'm really excited for flatted basketball. Can't wait to find out more about glacier basketball along with Big Fork, Whitefish, and Columbia Falls. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm more interested in just talking basketball instead of keep talking about COVID-19 stuff and how it affects us. Uh, but we'll just have to see how things play out over the course of the next couple of weeks. But it is going to be interesting. Uh, that's going to do it for us here on the open of the knock on sports. As I mentioned, we're going to have head coach of the Lady Grizz basketball team, Mike Petrino, join us on the Whitefish Credit Union hotline. We'll talk about him and his uh, program dealing with the COVID-19 restrictions and the COVID-19 testing, along with the lack of non-conference games and trying to prepare for a Big Sky conference game after 16 days of not playing another opponent. We'll break that all down with Coach Petrino next here on the knock on sports.